Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Somebody say vision. It was my endeavor today to speak on having an uncommon vision. Somebody say vision. And I'm gonna understand why God gave it to me. The first scripture is told 2 and 28 in the New Living Translation. It says, then after doing all these things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Somebody tell, tell somebody that includes me. I will pour out my spirit upon all, King James says, all flesh. Somebody say all people. Touch the devil and say all people. One of, the, one of the things that the devil does to us, he doesn't attack our ability to believe the word. He attacks our, belief, our ability to believe that the word applies to us. Now that's what Sister Sutton says because she got so because she got it going on and she's so good and she ain't got no children out of wedlock and she she knows how to dress in the white and all this stuff. But the word of God, you can't if you believe God enough to be saved, that's the hardest thing that God ever had to do. He said, I will pour my spirit upon all people. Touch yourself and say, all people. Your sons and daughters. How many, how many know you're either somebody's son or daughter? Well, you say, well, I don't have any children. Well, you're somebody's son or you're somebody's daughter. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. What you mean is more, is more than prophet so-and-so, so-and-so that's got a tent revival? No, because the Spirit of God is in you. You have to understand that the spirit, of, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. What am I saying? That Jesus came to propel us forward. Somebody say forward. And if God knows the ending from the beginning, if he's Alpha and Omega, he's not going to prepare you. He's not going to propel you forward anywhere that he has not destined for you. So if he put it in your mind, if he visited you in your dream, if he came to you in a thought, God said, you shall prophesy. Tell somebody, you shall prophesy. You ain't got to come to nobody, thus saith the Lord, my daughter. You can just speak a thing. See, there is two forms of prophecy. It is telling what the Lord has done and is about to do. Or the fact that you spoke it. God responded to what you commanded. You don't believe me? Think about Joshua when they were fighting the, fighting the battle. He said... 
we got all these enemies in one location. Now, God, we could fight one of them, fight them two, but we got them all in the same barrel. But the sun is going down, and when the sun goes down, we can't fight anymore. And so he said, he didn't ask God for it. He said, son, stand still. He didn't say, oh God, magnificent father, and the one who was auspicious and the only one, the only true and living, the one who hung the moon and the stars. He said, son, stand still. He didn't say in the name of Jesus. He didn't say in the name of the Trinity. He had the power to command his environment. And this was before the Holy Ghost entered into the earth. How much more shall we be able to speak a thing when we have the person of the Holy Spirit inside us. Tell somebody beside you, tell them prophesy. Oh, but that's for the pastor. And then, no, no, no. There is the office of the prophet. But if you are in the family of God, if you have been uh, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, you, my brother and my sister, are a son and a daughter. And the Word of God said, not that they might, not that they may be sell is a declarative statement, meaning that you better do what I created you to do. So many times we've been tolerating stuff we need to be prophesying to. Pain in the body, we looking, we looking on WebMD to see, see, see what we got. Y'all know y'all looking at stuff on the internet, you'll be dead by next week. Feeding your fear instead of your faith. But you say, you know what? You may feel bad right now, but I am talking to you. Pancreas, I am talking to you. Reproductive system, I am talking to you. And it doesn't matter what you are now. I'm about to prophesy to you. And you are about to shift. Bills on the table. Bills, I don't know how I'm going to meet you. That you are higher than my income. But I'm about to prophesy to you. And when I speak, you are about to shift. Is anybody listening to me in this place? Don't tolerate it. Shift it. We've been tolerating what we need to be prophesying to. Your sons and your daughters. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. We're all God's children. And the same way you got them bow legs from your mom and your daddy, same way you got pigeon toes, the same way you got freckles on your face, you inherited the ability. It is in your DNA to speak a thing and expect it to shout. What did God said in Genesis that, 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 that the earth was void. God has come to face of the deep. 
the response to that, then God said, "Do that, God, you don't understand." And I said, "When the earth, when the earth was first formed, it was utter darkness. You know the same darkness you feel like you're in that you can't see up from down, left or right. God, the Father, was faced with the same darkness." And his response to the darkness was, he spoke to me. God. The darkness that you face will never compare to the darkness that he spoke to. And you've got the benefit of him, him backing you up. It's not you making it happen, it's the God inside of you. Tell your neighbor, don't tolerate it. Speak to it. Speak to it. He says that your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. So I may not got the strength. I may not got the, 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 the flexibility in my knees right now to go out there and go out there and build it. But while I'm resting, while I'm in my rocking chair, I can dream it. And I can tell that dream to those young ones that's got enough strip in their back to build it. See, I'm, I'm so happy God don't leave anybody out. Nobody has an excuse. You may not be young and go out there and build it anymore, but you can dream it. Oh. How many of you say, God, as I lay down tonight, God, give me dreams, give me direction, give me strategy in my dreams so I can tell the young ones, oh, God. There is no excuse in the kingdom. Your old man should dream dream. Now you have to understand that this was spoken in, in a society where women didn't have status. But tell somebody that applies to me, you, uh, you ladies in the room. Somebody tell somebody that, that applies to me. It was spoken through a misogynistic a man's lens. Y'all have to understand that, okay? So they're saying, saying women are not eligible to dream. That's crazy doctrine. So somebody say, God, be it unto me. And then it says, your young men shall have visions. What are visions? You are, you, you are minding your own business and God takes you forward and you see something. And it's so real as if you're already there. And you come back to your reality with a plan and a strategy. Some of you will be asking God, how are you going to do it? I know what you put in my heart. God said, if you settle yourself, I will take you forward. And I will show you the vision. Can I tell you, when you get there, it won't be a surprise. Because you would have seen it before. It's not going to be a surprise. Somebody lift your hands right now. Lord, I thank you right now that we have gotten rid of everything that is clogging the line. Thank you right now, God, that our spirits and our ears are tuned to the transmission of what you want to get to us. 
So I thank you right now, Lord, that you envelope your sons and daughters with dreams and visions. Dreams and visions that speak for the future that's to come. Lord, we know we have to live in the now. But we thank you, Lord, that you've given us a future. And when we get to our future that you have destined for us, it will not be a surprise because you have showed us this in our dreams and our visions. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that there are some in this room that already had the dream, that already had the vision. But for some reason, it has died. It has gone cold. It has gone dormant, God. But we thank you just as the prophet did, Lord. We lay on top of it, hand to hand, mouth over mouth, leg over leg. And Lord, we breathe into the nostrils of our dream. Somebody begin to thank God that dreams are coming back alive. Come on, open your mouth. Say, God, I thank you that dreams are coming back alive. Thank you, Lord. That you put a defibrillator on it, God, and you're shocking it back to life. We thank you, Lord, that we, we, go, we feel the pulse, God. We hear a heartbeat, and it's coming back to life. We thank you, Lord, for dreamers being in this room. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Last thing I want to share with you, maybe we'll continue this next week. Proverbs 29 and 18. Stand to your feet. We're going to get out of here. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish, waste away. They are scattered as if a strong wind. The New Living Translation says, when people do, or not, do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. Anybody ever felt like you were just running wild with no, with, with, I, I, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what I'm doing, all I know is I gotta move and do something. I'm just going to keep one foot moving in front of the other, but I, I don't know. Anybody ever been there? You're doing stuff, but you don't know if it's accomplishing anything. You feel like you're spitting in the wind and it's blowing back in your face. It's because you are lacking divine guidance. It means you're trusting in your ability and your know-how and your connections more than you are his. The ESV says, where there is no prophetic vision. I'm not talking about writing down your business plan and putting it on a vision board, and we should do all that stuff. But the first and most prudent thing that we should do is to get a prophetic vision. A God-inspired outcome. God. 
not talking about, well, this is my inklings and this is what my talent is. God said, if you would just come to me, he told Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. I ain't got plans to harm you or to curse you. I've got an expected end for you. If you would just come to me, I'll tell you, and you don't have to waste getting in majors that don't apply to you. You don't have to waste going into careers. Well, let me see how this feels. You don't have to wonder, is this the house? Is this apartment? Is this the city? God said, where there is no prophetic vision, where there is no divine guidance. The Word of God says right here in ESV that people cast off restraint. You're like a road without borders, no lines. If there was no lines in the highway, people would be running all into each other. They don't physically stop you, but they give you something to see, a marker, so that you know where you are and you know where you're going. God said, it's time to start seeking me, not for a prophet, but for my prophetic voice. Everything that I speak, God says, propels you to your future. Somebody lift your hands in this place. I thank God right now that he will give you a desire for his prophetic guidance. Now you may have to work for it. It's not because he doesn't want to give it to you. It's that we've got to get our spirits and our ears in tune with him. That may mean you may even need to just lock in a whole weekend and just pray. that you're going to have to pursue him above else, all else. Oh, it would be easy if I sent prophet such and such to tell you what to do. But that's how we set ourselves up to be manipulated because we're too lazy to go, God, go to God for ourselves. That's the only reason these false prophets can thrive. It's because we're too lazy to go to God and to sit at his feet until he speaks. We want to make superstars out of people with giftings on the stage. And we want to go to God through proxy. When Jesus died, the word of God said he ripped the veil from top to bottom. Meaning that we no longer have to go through a priest to get to the most high. Meaning that we can go, we can come before the throne of grace and obtain mercy in the time of need. If you're willing to pay the price, if you're willing to deny yourself, if you're willing to deny, I didn't say be a monk and be a hermit. But anything you want, you'll pay the price for.
You'll save up money for three years to go to Disney World. Anything you want, you'll pay for. But when it comes to the things of God, we just want him to have mercy and just drop it on us. Say, if my son paid a price, what makes you exempt? But on the other end of it is the exchange of divine guidance. And I feel very strongly. I feel very strongly. That God is shifting us to a season of prayer. No, excuse me. A lifestyle of prayer. Because in the chamber of prayer is where God shares the secrets. God, will you send somebody? Will you show me a sign? Will you send something by a little bird? Will you say, God said, it's in prayer where I'm going to whisper the secrets to you. Do you hear me in this place? It's in prayer that I'm going to show you the vision. It's in prayer that I'm going to give you the strategy. I'm going to do a download in your, into your intellect. You will know things that people had to study four and eight years for. God said, I can download it into you in one minute. And you will have quantum leaps over people who have been struggling and studying and paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to get what God downloaded to your spirit. But God said it is only dispersed in the chamber of prayer. God. I just won't, I, I won't, I, 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 I won't pass it to lay hands on me. I want to fall on the floor. Some things are given by impartation, but some things are just given by just hanging around the fire long enough. I think I said it last week, but it bears repeating again. When Elijah asked Elisha, what is it that you want from me? Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit. Elijah's response was, you just asked a hard thing. But the mystery of it is the hard thing wasn't was him getting the anointing. Because when he, when he was caught up in the chariot of fire, he just picked up the mantle and he had the anointing. The hard part was waiting. That was the hard thing. It was the waiting. It was serving another man's vision. It was serving another man's thing when people say, well, you know you ought to be out there. You got the ability to prophesy. You got the ability. Why are you serving that man? Why are you doing it? He ain't as educated as you. You know why I'm doing it? Because God told me this is where my assignment is. When everybody's telling you, you ought to jump ship. When everybody's telling you, girl, you better, you better go ahead and grab that man. They don't make him on trees. He's good and he's got a job, but he also going to be a psycho. He can be touching all over your children. Oh, because you got a lust because you don't want to be alone. God said, I will give prophetic guidance 
Translation, you have no business making mistakes. Children of God have no business making mistakes. I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but you have no business making mistakes. When you have access to prophetic guidance, how will he do it? In prayer. When you get your spirit tuned to you, then he can leap you forward in a vision. He can visit you in a dream. And he can give you the guidance. Somebody hold hands with somebody beside you. God has done a great work in this room today. It's nothing magical about a hand being laid on you. It's your ability and your faith to receive. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I hear you. We are planning, we have planned to have cluster meeting Tuesday. But we're going to have corporate prayer. It's time to put some, put some feet and some mileage to what we profess. God said, I want, I want to meet you. I want to tell you some things. But you need to go to the inner chamber with me. I can't tell you out amongst everybody else. I'm going to tell you in moments of intimacy. So Tuesday night at 6.30, if you're serious about getting prophetic guidance, we're going to come together and we're going to pray. Because there's something about, we could do it over on phone line, but there's something about when we get together with God's people in God's house, there is something else that happens. See, on the day of Pentecost, they were all in one place on one accord. And I thank God for a conference call. But it's something about me feeling your hand and feeling that we're connected. It's something about when we pray, when we get together, that God is going to respond. God said, you can't shortcut this. can't shortcut it. You, you must come by way of prayer. We should always pray. God, we thank you, Lord, for the gathering of your people today. We thank you, Lord, that even though you moved in an uncommon way, Lord, that everything you do is strategic. Everything you do is perfect and it is beautiful. So, Lord, we thank you that you have called us. 
not because you want to harm us, you want to reprimand us, you want to punish us. You've called us to your side because you want to bless your children. But the only way you're going to truly bless and promote us forward is if we humble ourselves before you in prayer. You are the good father. And we are your children. And you declare through the prophet Joel that sons and daughters will prophesy. Lord, forgive us for using our mouths for things that are contrary to your plan. Lord, forgive us for prophesying death and doom and destruction. Because even when, even when we don't have you on our mind and we're not declaring kingdom declarations, we're still prophesying even if it's bad, God. So God, forgive us for the, ne for the negative declarations. Forgive us for saying that things are about to kill us. Forgive us for God for saying this. I can't, get, I can't win for losing and I can't get right. It seems like ain't nothing ever going to work. God, would you forgive us? Lord, for you created us as sons and daughters to prophesy your kingdom forward. Now, God, we have the understanding. Now, God, we have the enlightenment. So we thank you, Lord, for positioning us as your children to dream dreams and to have visions. Lord, as we clear up the clutter in our minds, as we keep our eyes and our hearts fixated, on your will. God, give us guidance in prayer, in dreams, and in visions. And through those, God, we cannot fail if we follow your guidance. And Lord, after we get your direction, we thank you, Lord, that you give us the boldness to obey. Because, Lord, the thing that you tell us may be like Elijah told Elisha. It may be a hard thing. It may be a thing that our family and our friends may not like. It may cause separation between those who have gone along in the journey. But, God, we say just as Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but your will be done. We thank you, Lord, that the raging seas are just about to cease now. That the lion's mouths are just about to be shut now. That the traps that enemies have set are being sprung now. Where ditches that have been dug for us, God, are being filled now. 
because the steps of a good man and a good woman are ordered. And you're going to order our steps through giving us divine guidance. Thank you, Lord, for building our appetite, for, not for a prophet to come, but for your prophetic voice to be spoken to us, God. Well, that's the reason people are seeking soothsayers and palm readers, because people want to know what the future holds. But God, you know the plans that you have for us. And you're going to dispense your plans through prayer, through dreams, and through your visions. We thank you, Lord, that a switch has been flipped in us, that we will no longer wait for prophets such and such and pastors so and so or bishops so and so. And God, you can send words through them, but God, you can speak to us. So Lord, we will no longer be lazy and live and connect through you proxy through somebody else when we can connect with you directly. We thank you, Father. We bless you. And we expect you to speak before you move. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for divine guidance before we move. We thank you, Lord, for strategy before we move. In the name of Jesus, we receive this and we will act accordingly. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, give God a praise if you receive that today. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.